everyone, and welcome to a special episode of the Always Drive podcast. Uh, last week, some good friends of mine came into town from Seattle, where they now live. And uh, as you probably do when you have friends in town, I wanted to spend as much time with them as I could. Uh, of course, it helps when one of them is a honest-to-God rocket scientist and drives a BMW 335i, so clearly he knows a thing or two that would be of interest to this type of crowd. Uh, we sat down as a group of six with some other local friends and just had a casual chat about cars, and I recorded everything for this show. So if you're looking for the latest news from the car, truck, and motorcycle industries, have no fear. You'll get caught up when we resume our regularly scheduled programming on Thursday. In the meantime, please enjoy my friends and I just shooting the shit about cars for a while. Electric cars to start off. Kira's interested in an electric car. She yeah. has a semi-electric car right now. Yes, and Dan said I should absolutely buy it. I did. And you're fine I am with it? definitely pro-electric car. I haven't, you, I haven't driven the hybrid. Pro-electric car or pro-i3? I Both. Okay. Both. I am pro-electric car. I have a friend who has a Chevy Spark named Sparkles. Which and, is not uh, electric. Oh, no, it is the electric oh, the Chevy Bolt? Spark. Sorry. No. Spark. So they have an electric, electric spark. Chevy Spark. They have an electric Chevy Spark. They made it. Okay. And it's got like 400 foot-pounds of torque. Really? In a car that's no longer than this table. I had no idea such a car existed. Yeah, it's pretty Was crazy. Was it like a West Coast-only car? It, it no, could I've have been. No, I've seen this in searches. It's super tiny. It's yeah. like a Reliant Robin or something. Well, I like know what a Spark is, but I've never seen an electric I've version I've searched for... I, do, I haven't seen one here, but yeah, they're like really cheap <clears throat> and tiny. Yeah, they are really tiny, and uh, they got about 80 miles, I believe. Um, but, yeah, 2016 Chevrolet Spark EV. Huh. Uh, what's its power? But Well, that was before I started doing the podcast, so I wouldn't have known about it. <laughs> That's okay. Life only started during this podcast. That's true. It only started in January 2017, as far as anybody is considered. <laughs> but, yeah, huge fan of electric vehicles. Uh, you buy horsepower, you drive torque. And when you got the torque, that's what matters. That's what makes it feel good on the roads. I always and heard that horsepower is how fast you hit the wall, and torque is how far you push it. <laughs> that is true. I, yeah. I like that. I'm going to take that now. Okay. I'm going to steal it. <laughs> so with torque, you're pushing the wall a lot harder. But you were a fan of the i3? I am a fan of the i3. I have a friend up in Seattle that has one and uh, have gotten the opportunity to drive it on numerous occasions and been, have enjoyed every one, all the way from its funky looks and bicycle tires, all the way to how it handles and uh, how it's, uh, there's nothing quite like looking in the sill and just seeing a carbon fiber car that you're in. Yeah. There's something to be said for that. So does your Dan friend... Dan is legitimizing my future purchase. Okay. Yeah, Does I'm, he I'm have not helping the... this if there's a disagreement here. I'm, <laughs> there's I'm not. Sorry. Does he have a BEV or the, the Rex, the range extender? He has the, what does the B stand for? The battery electric vehicle. He has the battery electric vehicle. Okay, so no gas engine. No gas engine at all. Because mm -hmm. so, those are the harder ones to find as weird. Not he, yeah, here you, I haven't seen one without a range extender. Yeah. Well, the thing in, in Seattle is there's like an electric charger on every corner. 
Mm -hmm. So you can pretty much park it anywhere. I mean, every garage has like six, every yeah. single one. You know, every office has at least three. So mm -hmm. it's not as, I, I would, I would think that the range extender would be much more useful in a place like this, where there are electric chargers, obviously, but right. there are not as many of them. Well, and one thing we noticed when we went to Seattle to visit you guys a couple of years ago was that there were Teslas everywhere. Yeah. And I think the, would you agree that the infrastructure there is what helps sort of catapult those cars into relevance for a lot of buyers? Yeah, no doubt. And even someone like me who's been, you know, pretty much a lifelong kind of performance car enjoying kind of guy, even though I haven't owned that many of them. Um, I, I would, yeah, it depends on the, how a 98 your, Nissan Sentra. Yeah, that thing, that thing could fall. In the Sentra. <laughs> <laughs> it was classic. Yeah. Um, and the classic bumper sag. By the way, yeah, I was going to say yeah. the left bumper, if anyone doesn't know this, the left, <laughs> if you see a Nissan Sentra from like 1998 to 2006, Look at the left rear bumper, and it will be sagging about yeah. an inch down from the rest of the 100%. car. 100% of all Nissan Sentra. It's pretty much a fact of the universe, just like black holes and, you know, cold death of the universe. It's all in there, <laughs> sagging Nissan Sentra. It will happen if it hasn't already. <laughs> but I absolutely think infrastructure is the key to adopting electric cars. Um, in a lot of ways, they're definitely more convenient. Um, if you don't run out of electricity I mean, you have uh, you don't have to go to the gas station you don't have to have that recurring cost of the car you can charge it overnight at your house but being able to being able to drive a cheaper car that has a more limited range is much more palatable if you can readily charge it you don't have to worry about being stranded on the side of the road right and as soon I mean, the electric infrastructure has really only come to Seattle in a big way in the last six years or so. And even since I've been there in the last five, there's been a massive increase in the number of people that have owned electric vehicles. And I think a large part of that is because uh, the fear of being stranded on the side of the road, running out of battery, or not being able to do the things you need to do is really mitigated. Yeah. So are Teslas the primary electric cars that you see up there? That and, uh, and Nissan Leafs. Yeah? Yeah, there are a lot of Leafs out there. <laughs> like the second generation Leaf or the first generation? Uh, a lot of the first generation ones. Okay. I've seen a couple second ones. Um, but yeah, Teslas, Teslas are great looking cars. I, I think they're great cars. They're extremely expensive though. Yeah. And uh, the cheap ones you can't get your hands on. <laughs> Not for another year or so. Nope. And even, do you want the one that's rushed out the door? No. Really? I don't think you do. No, no. of course not. Because you see them being reworked constantly. Yeah. Yeah. So, <clears throat> you're looking at a new car. I Ellen, am. Mm -hmm. And it's not an electric car. No, <laughs> it's not. It's probably a gas guzzler. That guzzler is relative. It is. <laughs> and I have no idea what I'm looking for. I just know I want something that is a convertible and with space in it. Convertible with space. And most likely a hard top because I would like to have it be an all around the year car mm -hmm. because, you know, I don't want to have a, I want to have our cars fit in the garage and not have anything extra. Right. Mm -hmm. Now, when you say convertible, do you mean like a convertible car or would you consider something like a Jeep Wrangler? <laughs> yes, I could do a Wrangler. I'm, I'm open minded. Okay. But I wouldn't do a T top. I would want. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, they make full 
you know, removable hardtop roofs. Do you know someone with a Wrangler that they're selling? Well, and the crazy thing is, we we were test driving. Uh, which car was that that we were in? It was a Hyundai. We were in the Ionic hybrid. Yeah. Wasn't and convertible. No, but we were talking with the salesperson. Oh, sales guy. Yeah. And th- this is a strange sales experience. Yeah. In this, that this guy owns the uh, the custard stop, custard yeah. station in Kirkwood. The oh, one that's the by the one train track. Yeah, yeah. He and owns that. He one. owns that, but he sells cars. Yeah. And uh, he takes you on your test drive by his house. So yeah. we went. Like we went by the salesperson's house, and his wife pulled into the driveway <laughs> yeah. behind us, opened the garage door, and he has his, his Wrangler there. Oh. And uh, I know several people with Wranglers, and uh, I asked, so like, which, uh, what number Wrangler are you on? He's like, this is my seventh. Oh my god. Yeah. That is dedication. Then. People like once they get into Wranglers, they they tend to like stick with them. Okay. And he said that the when he sells somebody a Wrangler, they always come back and they thank him, and they can because they know where he lives because he probably <laughs> took a nice house on the test drive. But um, he said that they really hold their residual value for really. Oh. Well, so that's something to keep in mind then. Yeah. Okay. But his general friendliness also like pivoted. Violently, once we you knew we weren't buying the car. Was, <laughs> yeah, um, there was the classic. Uh, what can I do to get you in this car today? And I'm like, Nothing. Give it to me for free. I mean, I'm not yeah. buying it. So yeah, yeah. There, there's a certain way that we like to be sold a car, and that was not the way he sold yeah. cars. Okay. But yeah, so he test drove a Miata, and you liked it, right? I did, but I didn't like the space. It was very tiny. Right. I came it home. Wasn't was a Miata, was it? Yeah, it was a Miata. You said it earlier. Convertible? Yeah, the Mazda. It was a Grand Tour. I thought it was like a Grand Tour in Miata. Is that a variant of it? Yeah. Yeah, they're all trim packages. Mm -hmm. Can you get a trailer? (laughs) (laughs) Haul my trailer over to the grocery store. (laughs) (laughs) Hook it up. Stock it up. up. Trailer. If you read most automotive blogs online, yeah. Miata is always the answer to every automotive oh, really? question. Well, Car and Driver gave it five out of five, so what what more is there to discuss? And I just yeah. told Nancy that I wasn't interested. Dang it. That was the sales lady I was talking to. Well, I'm <laughs> sure right. salespeople are generally forgiving. I yeah, think she'd I'm be sure okay. Nancy would understand. She would be totally fine with it. Yeah. Nancy, if you're listening, please forgive her. Yeah, <laughs> Nancy, tell all your friends to listen to this podcast. Um, <laughs> so you're thinking maybe something with more space, right? Like actually having a back seat. So there's the Buick Cascada. Okay. It's a four seat convertible. I just imagine what he's saying, but I'm not an old Did you person. Say Buick, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> look up a picture of it's it. It's under eighty. It's uh, actually an Opal insignia i think that's been brought over and de- rebadged as a buick so oh. it's a, a german car that they are selling here oh yeah that's yeah. pretty <clears throat> found it found it yeah you could own a buick i could and then you could drive around in parking lots and have people say that's a buick which That'd be you know, fun. according I'm to sure that's cool for like a week, and then yeah, that's often yeah. what I want people to think when I drive by them. Yeah, mm-hmm. even though I don't drive a Buick right now, and you're like, yeah. no, that's a Honda. That's a Honda right Get now. Get it right. Get it right. Uh, fun fact about the Buick Cascada is that it has two sets of taillights. 
Oh. One outside the trunk and one inside the trunk. Because they built the taillights into the trunk lid that lifts. And by law, you can't have taillights that don't always display to the back what your car is doing. So say if you're hauling your mower home from, I don't know, the mower repair guy, um, Which and we have done you recently. can't have the trunk down, mm. you still have to have rear-facing taillights. So it has no taillights in the trunk. Yep. I didn't know that. That's one of those, the more you know. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so would you guys consider an electric car for your next vehicle being St. Louisans? Yeah. I've been wanting to, I've been wanting to get some electric, but... Mm -hmm. No, no, no. They all seem very new still. Yeah. They're no, every company is trying to scramble to make one. And for the longest time, it seems like every, every one of them was like, we'll never make an electric car. Gas forever. And then, like, the momentum shifted. And, like, <laughs> oh, dear God, we didn't do any of this. The last time we worked on it was 1983. We're and it was so a dud. We're so far behind. Yeah. So there's a lot of catching up that needs to happen, I think. Completely agree. So, one, well, I think the the general sentiment now is that, uh, like you said, everything is so new. Because uh, uh, this was like a several a story several months ago that the uh, share of electric vehicles that are leased is eighty percent. So, like only twenty percent of buyers are actually <coughs> purchasing their electric vehicle. Eighty percent are leasing them, mm -hmm. which is great for like the i three that mm -hmm. takes a. 45% depreciation drop in one year. Because it's stupid expensive to begin with. Though. Yeah, it's with like $53,000 yeah. car to start. Yeah. But they have to build in the cost of the carbon fiber bespoke chassis that they've never done before. Right. So, yeah. Which is what makes it the best choice. Other car. than the i8. <laughs> Which, yeah. You could totally, expensive. you would look great in an i8. More, it doesn't it have bring suicide out your doors. Eyes. Doesn't have suicide. No, doors, it has so. the flappy doors. That sort of. But suicide doors, though. I mean, look at those doors. Yeah. What am I gonna? If, what would I do with that? Well, I'm way. pretty sure in Mission Impossible, he like put it up to block bullets. Yeah, I do that all the time. <laughs> yeah. As one does. But also, isn't our that good like friend another... Tom Cruise, friend yeah. of the podcast, Tom Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> I have to have him on to talk about his experience with the BMW i8. I think right. these are another like $20,000 too. It's like additional. No. More? <laughs> yeah. They're like more than twice the cost of the i3. Really? Yes. The i8? Mm -hmm. yeah. Stupid car. Eight is more than twice the number of three. Yeah, that's the so, way that works. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. Sure cost <laughs> of proportion. Yeah. I didn't know I'd be learning about math today too. Yeah. <laughs> It's a wide-ranging podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and it touches on a lot of subjects, including squid hats. Yeah. Um, what? Well, are you sweating yet? It's <laughs> pretty hot under yeah. this squid hat. You're still wearing kind it. of yeah. stovepipey. Yeah. Like there. Uh, yeah. I'm feeling pretty warm. Yeah. Kind of flushed in the old face. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool your tentacles. Yeah, I'll try. Um, so uh, another subject I wanted to cover is autonomous cars. So. I don't think any of us has a vehicle with any sort of self-driving segment. Jesus, take the wheel doesn't count. I, I mean, bumper stickers or you know something. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, take the wheel. 
Jesus is my co-pilot. <laughs> I'm just I'm just waiting for like some Mexican car maker to name their autonomous system Jesus. Jesus. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Please engage Jesus. <laughs> yeah. So uh, the I three no my car is not your car. Yeah. Well, no, it has that like pinball keep you in the lane sort of. Yeah, does it steer you up? between the lanes? Not it, it. makes it tough. It does make it. It doesn't really steer the wheel. It just makes it tough to turn it out of it. Okay. But the I three would have the self park thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of autonomous. That's that's scary. Well, the I threes also have adaptive cruise control. Yeah, they do have. I don't know if it's standard, but I'm pretty sure. It is. I think it is standard. Cars it is. Which is really nice. And interestingly, it turns off when you go to zero. So if someone stops on the highway, oh. and mm. they start moving again, you have to go and reset it. Well, that makes sense. Well, I think it's I think it's because I think it's regulatory. I think if the car can start and stop itself, it's actually self-driving. But I think Tesla's autopilot does that, doesn't it? I don't know. I think it does because I've there's, seen people there's like videos of people sleeping at the wheel. Yeah, uh, and stop in, and go traffic. And stop and go traffic. Yeah, there's yeah. videos of which that. is like the dumbest thing I have ever seen. Yes, the misinterpretation of what autopilot actually is. And yes. I got side with Elon a lot on that one. Where, it's, but is it not also true that the name autopilot yes, is a bit misleading? They've really sold it that <laughs> way. Well, but yeah. an air, but a, well, you would know. An, air, an airplane's autopilot doesn't necessarily turn it left and right, does it? Oh, it can, but yeah, autopilot but is mostly used to just point this altitude, way and not... Point, yeah. point in a direction and a speed and just keep it level and keep going straight. That's absolutely true, but I do think that they named it with the intention of convincing people that it was a self-driving vehicle. So you're um, saying the way it was marketed? The way it was marketed, yeah. I think, yeah. was was aimed that way in my thoroughly uninformed professional opinion of it. As a consumer, I would say that, uh, yeah, I think that was what it was aimed to do. It's, it's aimed to build up hype. Uh, and that's generally the way uh, Musk companies operate. That's his MO. He's excellent at it. Yeah. Well, sure, uh, we'll send this $2 billion satellite into orbit. Oh, wait, explosions? Whoops. Yeah. <laughs> but we were first. I mean, they, they do great things, but a lot of times it's hype until many years later. Yeah. You know? I mean, how um, many... Sometimes when the hype doesn't work, they go and sell flamethrowers because, you know... Although, I gotta say, I have to say, The Boring Company is the best name ever for a company. <laughs> that bores holes? Yes, uh, yes. Well, for any company, really. I mean, just go out there and say, yes, we're boring. is fantastic. <laughs> I, I appreciate their dry humor. That's fair. Um... But yeah, it, it's it's unfortunate that it was named that way, and that uh, people continue uh, to abuse it. Continue to abuse it um, yeah. because they've never been they've never lied at all about what the capabilities of the vehicle are. It's yeah. just a, a somewhat misleading name, and people that are complete idiots. Yeah. So I said a couple of weeks ago that um, like the old parenting trick of like if you give a kid a toy and they consistently misuse the toy like I did with the rubber band gun shoot my brother in the eye with it. <laughs> you get the toy taken away until you learn to obey the rules. Right. So do you think that's maybe what happens with like an over-the-air update that limits what autopilot will do? Or do you think that they keep plugging ahead and try to get full autonomy with the hope that that will fix the idiots for the idiots? Yeah, that's what I think, the latter. Okay. Definitely. Um, 
Uh, it's it's uh, whoever figures this out first is uh, stands to make or whoever figures this out in a way that is useful to the consumer mm-hmm. um, and standard and standardized. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Is, is stands to make a lot of money and. Honestly, it matters to me, a car buyer, in the next five years or so, as to whether my car will have some capability for self-driving. Um, I really do believe in the next 20 years, you'll see lanes of highway that are separated that are robotic or you know autonomous cars only. Yeah. And um, while my next car may not be to that level, uh, it will be somewhere along that path. And man, I would like to read a book. One during my I'd love to write commute. for a podcast during my hour long to commute one exactly. way every day. So you just couldn't say anything bad board. about the autonomous car. It might just take you off the side. <laughs> That's true. BMW could be listening. Yeah. And the I Germans can't are do that right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to East St. Louis until you change the subject matter. <laughs> I need an oil change. Yes. <laughs> So would you guys consider buying an autonomous car? Because there's something oh, like yeah. like half of people are afraid of autonomous vehicles. Yeah, we've got some friends who've got like the new, I was they have like a, it's a Toyota RAV4 and it, yeah. it's got the adaptive um, cruise control. Cruise, cruise control, control, yeah. And it, and it does have the lane keep assist or whatever they call it. It just and, seems And so yeah. technically they could kind of let go and it yeah. would go straight and stay in their lane and go the same speed, but... I just wonder, like, how long it takes, like, as a human to adapt to having that and being like, no, I've got to put my foot on the brake, you know, like, like, to trust the system. I don't know. But it does sound cool. I would love to, like, my car's 11 years old, so I'm like, it it is so behind what cars have these days. I would want to get, that's why I also want to get a newer car. And how long did it take for people to get accustomed to fly by wire and airplanes and stuff like that? Or even uh, just like cruise control. Cruise control. Yeah, regular yeah. cruise control. How long has cruise control been around? We had it in our like know. 80s minivan. Yeah. That was the first car I knew that had cruise control. Yeah, I can't yeah. say for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I Before know. I was around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm the baby at the table, I guess. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe. No. You might be. No. You're the only one wearing the squid hat, though. That's <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. It makes you the something at the table. Yeah. Younger well, than Dan, then you're younger than everybody at the table. I, I think it's it's also a really funny, interesting concept because it will probably be, uh, autonomous cars are the first time where a machine will be able to deliberately choose whether it kills you or someone else. I talked about exactly that last week and how that might be the limiting factor that is the barrier between fully autonomous cars right. and level four autonomous. Right, and it's a huge question in terms of society uh, in a whole because none of our laws are written by, uh, you know, to take into account or uh, how machines uh, can choose to harm you or not. Uh, in fact, like, uh, say, let's, let's use Tesla, for example, because they're the closest to a system on the road that's sold to consumers right now versus Google or Uber or any of those other companies that are still heavily in a testing phase not being sold to people would be if uh, the Tesla killed you, would it, um, would you, would the company be liable for it? Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know what the answer is and our laws are well, not set up. We were hoping that there would be a uh, precedent set by the, um, the Uber case where that car in Tempe, Arizona right. that was self-driving killed a pedestrian crossing the road, but they settled that so quickly mm-hmm. that it was never allowed to, to go to trial. 
There's a lot of money riding on that. Yeah, and I think that may be the case until there's more broad acceptance of it, I right. guess. I saw a uh, great <clears throat> video on YouTube a while ago that um, brought this up, and um, as with many of my thoughts, they're not original. <laughs> and the best part, uh, one of the most interesting concepts in it was, was that they said, even if a machine does choose to kill a certain number of people in order to save more in the classic, you know, um, moral computer decision, do I kill more people or do I kill you, the user, mm -hmm. if I can't, if I have to choose one, the argument is that a self-driving car, even if it reduces crashes by 1%, will save thousands of lives a year, guaranteed. That's true. And that is worth any sort of peril to the human driver and that we should roll out self-driving cars as soon as possible. Yeah, and, and that's the, the argument that Elon Musk keeps making, because there will be, you know, ad nauseum coverage of, uh, uh, there's a wreck a couple weeks ago of a woman whose autopilot driving Tesla slammed into the back of a, uh, a fire truck, and, you know, most people driving would see a fire truck and know to not driving to the back of a fire truck but the Teslas aren't like equipped to see and identify and recognize and respond to a fire truck. So it hit it and she suffered a broken ankle, but like the same time there were probably what, like 60 fatal crashes across the country that day that didn't get national media coverage. Mm -hmm. So yep. here we are covering this one thing where somebody walked away from a crash that was the result of software not performing up to how a human would when there are humans out there. Texting. Yeah, being Constantly. idiots. But what percentage people. of uh, it's like what percentage of Teslas on the road at that time with autonomous driving capability were in a wreck at that? It's like the numbers aren't the same. Yeah, it's a, a smaller sample size. Yeah, it's like thing. that's like saying like one percent of all Teslas have run into something. That's because the number is so small. Yeah. So the probability is just yeah. not going to be as accurate. Yeah. Mm. But it, I'm, I, I still maintain that the main reason for automotive autonomy is not safety, it's for driver convenience. Because this is going to be an efficiency, because but this is a, a system they can sell for like, people said they were willing to pay like five to seven thousand dollars more for a car if it had autonomous features. So mm -hmm. it's going to be yeah, that fair an to upcharge for people to buy luxury vehicles equipped with nicer Features. I don't think those things are necessarily like different things, though, because the um, well, not mutually exclusive. Right. Well, a lot of crashes are caused because people are not good at paying attention to something that's mundane and repetitive and stuff for long periods of time. So autonomous vehicles would just up safety for that reason. Yeah. Or people fall asleep behind the wheel because yeah. they've been dri driving for so long. Yeah. Yeah. And autonomous cars um, also changed the dynamic of the uh, economics of modern car sales, which have been sort of intransigent for years now, where, you know, it's it's about production. It's not about high margins. It's uh, a car has a 2% duty cycle. Uh, there's the classic quote of, you know, if aliens came and uh, watched the earth for years, they would be forgiven for thinking that the point of the car is to sit in a parking lot yeah. all the time unoccupied. Um, and the ability to change uh, automotive, um, the way we sell cars and the way we buy cars based less on 
what is in the car and more about what the car can do is something that the auto industry is really keen to key in on as well. It's that whole mobility movement. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and then the other question is, okay, would you even own a car if any time you could call or, you know, you know, show pull up your app and if at two minutes wherever you are, a car would be there to take you wherever you wanted to be, would yeah. you own a car still? Yeah. Yeah. I think for That's a lot of people. That's where it's going to go. Yeah. yeah. That would be the, the full, case. If, if we get to that full autonomy, I don't, yeah, I think the same thing. It's just, yeah. why bother doing that? Just somebody, somebody will have a bunch of cars and you just ask the service and it picks you up and takes you wherever you need to go. World robo taxis. Basically. And then, you know, what happens to, you know, traffic and all of that? Would that all go away? Because... Well, you'd definitely be able to fit about 50% more cars on the road, no question. Mm. If everybody can drive, you know, six inches away from each other. And you'd be able to return a lot of parking lots to, yeah, like, grasslands or woods. You know? More offices mm. and homes, too. Yeah, that, probably. that's true. Yeah. That's probably more. Yeah, especially in cities like Seattle. <laughs> homes are at a premium. Homes are at a premium. You rent yes. out your garage. Yeah. I was thinking more man caves will become in garages because they wouldn't have cars there anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we need. Mm-hmm. As a man, yeah. we need more caves. Or in yeah. Seattle, they need more garage bands. You need to yes. that. We need to, we need more garage mm-hmm. bands and man caves. We need to go back to grunge because we are going back to the 90s anyways. So, yeah, the 90s are next up yeah. and what's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We've already seen highways to jeans coming back, so it's time of music caught up. <laughs> we know they're alive in Portland. Why not come back to Seattle? Right. You know? Right. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I think we need autonomous cars because we need more man caves. Mm-hmm. We need, this is going to be my, if I ever run for office, this is going to be my stump yeah. speech, you know. <laughs> we need autonomous cars. Ask we need not. man caves. Yeah. Say, don't give that away to Mike. <laughs> Make man caves great again. Yes. <laughs> garage know. bands. Where like, have your garage bands both been? of our uh, theories, he becomes, uh, like, uh, I don't know, from... <laughs> the East Coast. What? Uh, oh, because you said JFK. The accents. Yeah. JFK. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Suddenly, Massachusetts. Yeah. I'm not too proud to take up an accent. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> if it gets you the votes. If it gets me the votes, yeah. I'll do it. Since there are no voters in the room, I'm not going to do it now. Okay. You got to save that for. You got to save something. That's fair. You've worked up quite a glistening under your hat. Yeah, it, it feels pretty. I yeah, think you should wear that for all of your recordings moving forward. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I can. Yeah, I get kind of worked up sometimes. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're going to have to post this with a picture. I was thinking, yeah. like, do you post yeah. with pictures ever? I do, yeah. On the blog. <laughs> well, I got one. Okay, good. You should have two. Well, uh,. Do you have anything you want to talk about? Oh, no, I think we covered it. Okay. <laughs> Do you have your next car picked out? Oh, I guess I got to go look at the Buick, because I, I was going to say, like, yeah, Cascada. I was going to say, like. Could they've come up with a better name for it. Yeah, yeah I was going to say Cicada, and I knew that's not right. I mean, Cascadia <laughs> is another car. Yeah, exactly. Cascada? Cascadia? Cascadia? It's not Cascadia. And it's not Cicada. And it's not Cicada. It's not not that I know of. No, it'll work only every seven years for about 24 hours. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) It's really loud. It doesn't go anywhere. It sheds. It turns into a shell in your driveway. Lazily bumps into everything. It's really next to the Pinto, the cassock. (laughs) Cicada's the worst car. (laughs) 
Yeah, they, they need to work on the name, but yeah. you can name it whatever you want. I All think. right. Jim. Yeah. I'm going to name it whatever I want to name it. Yeah. Thank you very much. I'm just giving you ideas. I know, but I don't like them. No. <laughs> I'm going to name it Ace. Well, thanks for joining me on the podcast this week, guys. I appreciate it because I definitely would not have had time to write and record something else tonight. Yeah, well, the, Megan just wouldn't shut up, though. <laughs> yeah, I think if there's going to be one thing I have to go back and edit out, it's yeah. all the Megan Ugh, yeah. on this yeah. podcast. Yeah. She's nodding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so effusive. Yeah. Yeah. So support Devlin on Patreon. Yeah, <laughs> Patreon page that doesn't exist yet. Yeah, I'm taking a cut, but oh, okay. Because if, if people start paying you, and it's that's because the of end me. of the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody for listening. I'll see you next week.